I was targeting walk up flats, walking distance to the train station, and then with a 20 minute or less commute to Sydney CBD. So that was my general strategy. I just kept buying them like I was just collecting them like postage stamps. Like that's that's just how I viewed it. The more units that I could um, accumulate, the better I would be set up for my future. This is Property Investry where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset and strategies. I'm Tyron Shum and in this episode, we're continuing the conversation with Jack Chen who left the IT industry to start his own broken company, Bankers Finance and build a multi-million dollar property portfolio spanning across Sydney and Melbourne. Chen's goals of financial security, having the flexibility and time for his family and his experiences in the IT industry led him to dive into property investing. So my why is to create financial certainty, create financial security and basically free myself from a day job. So as I was mentioning earlier that I had a real negative experience when I first entered the workforce during those ridiculous hours. Um, and more recently with that whole corporate takeover, um, you realize you're really just the cog in the in, in wheel. Um, I wanted more certainty for myself. That's why from you know the second year of full-time work, I started on the property investing journey. And then since then, basically, uh, on average, every year, as soon as I had saved enough of a deposit, I would buy my next investment property and then I just kept replicating that, just kept doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it and eventually I had reached a tipping point where um, there was a sufficient asset base where, you know, just time in the market and and compounding would start to work in my favour. So now that's created options for me. Um, For me, and um, my missus, um, when we do start a family, I want to be around them. I want to see my kids grow up. I want to be able to take them to school, pick them up. If they're sick, I want to be able to take care of them. So it's really just having flexibility and more freedom. Um, and I also see myself um, spending more time abroad. So um, I, I, I do want to live part of the year abroad and experience different cultures. Um, yeah, it's basically all comes down to flexibility and that's why, um, that's why, you know, I've put in the hard yards, um, and it's only more recently that I'm starting to reap some of those, uh, some of those benefits. In hindsight, Chen reflects on how his fear of debt affected the success of his investing strategy. If I know what I know now, um... I could have pushed it so much harder. Like uh, when I was throughout most of my journey, um, I was putting 20% deposits. So I was literally waiting, waiting until I had saved enough of a deposit to use for the next purchase. You know, if I had gone with high OVRs, um, if I had pulled equity out sooner and used that 
to fund a part of the deposit. I could have grown my Sydney portfolio a lot quicker. Um, and you, as you know, the Sydney market um, has gone absolute gangbusters. So if I had pushed myself harder back when I first started in 2007 um, and had the doubling effect on a much larger Sydney asset base, like I'd be laughing right now. <laughs> yeah, if I had learned to overcome some of my fears around taking on debt, um, then, you know, I wouldn't be so mm, fixated on saving that 20% deposit out of my salary income, for instance. Chen's passion for property and research led him to reap success from his portfolio despite his fears. Yeah, I think I would have got to where I am in half the time and I think, you know, I would have a much stronger equity position um, and create even more opportunities for myself if I had pushed myself harder. But, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, I'm still grateful and I'm still proud of what I did because I did take, like, very consistent action. So, like, if you look back at my timeline, there's literally... Like every year, I'll be buying property. So, like just that consistency and that that um, obsession. Really, it was it was it was kind of an obsession for me. Like every weekend, I'll be driving out to open homes, um, checking out different properties. Um, I would be you know researching different markets. I'll be looking at demographic data. Be looking at where infrastructure was going in. Like I just made it a real obsession of mine. With the help of his mortgage broker, Chen was able to overcome his fears and alter his investing strategy. Part of how I overcame that fear was working with a really good mortgage broker. Um, so I had this preconception around my PPOR. Um, I wanted to pay it down as fast as I could and I didn't want any debt against my PPOR. Um, but, you know, I sat down with the mortgage broker. He started to sort of explain the fact that you know um, if you do pull that equity from your PPOR and use it for investment purposes it's tax deductible blah 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 like I, I kind of already instinctively knew all this but there was just this mental barrier that said okay my PPOR has to be debt free and I think that's part of my cultural upbringing I don't know what it was um, so eventually it was just letting go of that fear so eventually um, started pulling out equity left, right and center. Like any time I had spare equity, whether it was my PPOR or properties that I had purchased, you know, a few years ago, um, I would just pull out that equity, even if I didn't know what I wanted to do with it, even if I didn't have a purchase lined up. As soon as there was equity, just pull it out and just have it sitting there. You're not incurring interest anyway, so you might as well. So like... I mean, that was a gradual process, but um, yeah, it was really working through with a mortgage broker that helped me overcome some of my fears. Research and education were key parts of Chen's path to success and have been a major influence in how he developed his strategy. Like the, the very first book that I picked up um, had a bit of a corny but catchy title. Um, it's called How to Grow Multi-Million Dollar Pop property portfolio in your spare time. That book was written by Michael Yardney um, 
and you know it's a bit corny but actually when you read it it's actually got a lot of good principles in there and really um all the fundamentals around property investing are very you know very well written in that book so if there's anyone that's just starting out i would highly recommend that book um i read other books that are you know more around cash flow properties so i've got different ideas different opinions and then just basically pulled i pulled in whatever i thought was would apply for my circumstances and then just came up with my own strategy so that's that's how i first started out um one of my lessons learned was not seeking out mentors and not connecting with other property investors so throughout pretty much 90% of my property investing journey it was really just me like it was just the books and me that was it after being so successful on his own chen's exploration of the online investing community led him to extend himself and his goals um it was only about a year ago that i started going to property chat meetups so there's this forum called property chat used to be called summersoft Um I wasn't very active previously but it's only in the last you know 12 18 months that I started to be a bit more active on on those forums started to go out started to go to the meetups that they hold generally every 4 to 6 weeks there'll be a meetup um and after starting to go to those I I actually realized I set my goals way too low um so when you go to these meetups you realize there's people that have been investing 20 years, 30 years and um you know they've got massive massive property portfolios um like and I went in thinking I'm all that um I went in thinking I was done with property like done as in done with my accumulation phase um but then I realized I had actually set my goals way too low so then um started to connect with these people started to learn about their strategies um and it was more about mindset really it's more um the fact that they never they they kept setting this, themselves new and higher goals um and that started to rub off on me so when i first went in i thought i was done with the accumulation um then i realized why sell yourself short The inspiration Chen received from getting involved with other investors also resulted in him finding his own mentor. So shortly after, I bought two more properties. <laughs> so this is uh this is the power of association. So once you're in that kind of environment, like you start to get um starts to feed your your brain juice like like you start to get inspired. So yeah, I bought two more properties and then I sought out a, men- a mentor as well. um who is my mortgage broker um and um so it's a combination of having a mentor um and connecting with like-minded individuals that I've taken my property investing to a whole nother level whereas 90% of my journey I've been doing it alone and like it pains me to think if I had connected um with these people if i had sought out mentors right from the get go how far i could have gotten it's um it's it's kind of painful to think 
After being surrounded by like-minded investors and mentors, what is the best advice Chen has received? I think the best advice, it's, it's not a specific piece of advice. It's more just coming back to the whole mindset thing. It's, it's just around understanding what your self-limiting beliefs are. So for me, it was fear of debt. So luckily, I had a, a really good mortgage broker at the time that had uh, coached me around overcoming some of these fears. Yeah, I think it's really just the ongoing coaching and mentoring that you get. Coming up after the break, Chen reveals the strategies he used to build his portfolio. I've made it an obsession. So any strategy that I could employ to further my goals, I would I would use. The importance of mindset in his successes. I find mindset is is everything. Like once you can understand who you are, um, the more you can achieve. And that's next. I'm Taran Shum, and you're listening to Property Investory. Hey, podcast listeners, are you enjoying listening to these stories and want more? Then head over to propertyinvestory.com and subscribe to receive your free property case studies that I only send exclusively via email. Just one of the many benefits of being part of this community. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. Simply visit propertyinvestory.com to get your free case studies. Now back to the show. Chen's priorities of budget and location allowed him to establish his portfolio and financial security. So when I was buying in Sydney, I had a budget of, you know, between 200k and 400k. And I wanted to be, you know, within a reasonable commute of um, Sydney CBD. So I wanted to be within a 20 minute commute to the city because the city is where all the creative and high paying professional jobs have been created. Um, so I, for me, proximity was number one. Um, obviously, with that kind of budget, I couldn't buy houses. So I was happy to settle for units, um, particularly walk-up flats. So these are like those red brick apartment buildings, like two, three stories tall, um, that have you know a pretty decent land component. It's not like those high-rise apartments where you're like one unit of 200 you know these are like boutique boutique style apartments there's maybe only 10 other units in the building 12 units um so i was targeting walk-up flats um walking distance to a train station and then with a 20 minute or less commute to sydney cbd so that was my general strategy and i just kept I just kept buying them like I was just collecting them like postage stamps. Like that's that's just how I viewed it. The more units that I could um, accumulate, the better I would be set up for my future. Settling for smaller units resulted in Chen adding properties of high quality to his portfolio as well as better value. My Marigold one, for instance, was double brick and um, all the walls are concrete walls. So like you, you're not getting, it's not like, um, apartments that they build these days where the walls are like paper thin like I could never in when I was living there I couldn't hear my neighbors at all like it was it, it was great like um, yeah so they don't build them like they used to it had a 
like a garage, you had like a storage area. Um, so these are all the kind of facilities that people look for. Um, yeah. And then the other benefit is that the strata, the ongoing strata costs are pretty low as well. So like I'm starting to hear stories of um, investors um, of walk-up flats. So they're getting approached by developers to knock down the apartment complex to build a high rise. So that's how valuable land is. So as, as you know, um, buildings depreciate, land appreciates. So if you're like one of 12 and a developer knocks on your door and wants to redevelop that plot of land, um, you've got a lot of bargaining power if you're one of 10 as opposed to one of 200. By sticking to his budget, Chen's portfolio across Sydney and Brisbane is reflective of the significant market differences. So all my Sydney units are all two-bedroom walk-up flats um, with um, you know, a covered car space or a garage, um, walking distance to a train station. Um, and then for my Brisbane properties, they're all houses um, because I could buy... Like my sweet spot in terms of um, investment properties is around that 300 to 400, maybe 450k mark. Um, and in Brisbane, you can buy houses for that. So, and as you know, like with the Sydney boom, houses did a little bit better than units. So that's why if I could afford to buy houses, I'll definitely choose houses over units any day of the week. So for Brisbane, um, all of my investment properties in Brisbane, all houses. By forming his strategy from a combination of grants and rent vesting, Chen was able to expand his portfolio across Sydney. It's all spread out. So the first one's in Marrickville. Um, basically, I, I was just looking to see where there was value. So I wanted you know, a low entry price and strong yields, but still tick all those other boxes, you know, walking distance to a train station, blah, blah, blah. Um, so the first one was in Marrickville. Um, uh, my wife, my fiance at the time, um, bought her first property in Eastwood. Um, this was back in 2009, so she was able to get the 14k first homeowners grant. <laughs> um, you know, we got married, we got moved, we moved in, renovated the place, we moved out, and then we're renting for a period of time. So we were renting back before the whole term rent vesting was even invented. Um, like we, we basically, um, like I'd made it an obsession. So any strategy that I could employ to further my goals, I would, I would use. So one of them was obviously take advantage of the grants, um, satisfy all the criteria and then move out again. Um, so then my other properties are in Belmore. Um, Homebush West and Guildford, which is uh, near Parramatta. Although Chen had already established his portfolio, he still takes the time to focus on his own mindset. So a personal habit of mine is um, carving out, you know, maybe 30 minutes of my day to spend listening to or reading personal development books. Because um, I, I find mindset is is everything. Like once you can understand who you are, um, the more you can achieve. 
So that's one of my habits. So either an audiobook or I just sit down and read for at least 30 minutes a day. So, if you were to meet his past self from 10 years ago, what would you tell him? So, I would say to him, you've done well. You should be proud of your achievements. Um, you're on the right track. But um, don't ever sell yourself short. Um, keep pushing yourself. Keep setting bigger goals. Moving away from the past and looking to the future, what is Chen most excited about? I'm excited about growing my portfolio even further. So, I think I can visualize my portfolio being double what it is today. Um, and what excites me is is learning more about property. So, for me, traditionally, my, my investing strategy has been pretty passive, buy and hold. Um, but I think to 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 reach the next level i'm going to have to try something a little bit different um i might get into you know um small scale developments um i might get into more subdivision sort of um manufacturing equity style investments um whereas yeah previously it's been pretty much passive buy and hold and wait for the market to do its thing so, how does he stand out from other brokers? So, I think a point of differentiation for my business is I actually take the time um, to identify and uncover what your financial goals are. And then I'll go away and actually model it out to see how far you can take it and then um, be with you every step of the journey. That's my value add and that's my point of differentiation. If you wish to connect with Chen, you can find him via. So my website is www.makersfinance.com.au. That's M-A-K-E-R-S. Otherwise, email me at jack at makersfinance.com.au. I also have uh, LinkedIn and uh, Facebook profile as well. Thank you to Jack Chen our guest on this episode of Property Invest Story. If you want to hear more about his journey, then visit our website at propertyinvestory.com. Simply type in the search bar Jack Chen and select that episode to learn more about his story. Also, if you haven't subscribed to receive your free property case studies that I only send exclusively via email, you can text me your email address to 0499881040 to subscribe. These real case studies are from experienced property investors where they share specific numbers of their portfolio, the strategies and much more. Simply text me your email address to 0499881040 to get your free case studies. Thanks for listening.